rest in peace. Highly favored or favored, short for that. If it's favorite, that's pretty dope. Big Freeze 92, what's up? Hi. How is everyone? How's your day going? While you're coming on, if you haven't gone to thesmokingprofit.com, please um, go on to thesmokingprofit.com. Subscribe to my blog. Excuse me. Um, also, enable notifications to come through so that you don't have to actually be on my website to get notices from me. Um, please go and do that for me. Okay, it's someone's first day on Periscope. What's up? I'm not going to be on long, so you guys might want to come in the room and go ahead and get up in here because I will not be on long. Grace and peace, Dazetta. Um, hope you're doing well. Thanks for coming on. Let me just get something pulled up, and I'm going to share something really, um, with you guys really quickly. Let me try to slow myself down because sometimes I talk way, way too fast. I want to share something with you all very quickly, um, something that, that um, you know, came, this sudden epiphany um, that came while I was driving home from work. And then I'm going to share um, a prophetic word on justice with you that I got actually on yesterday. How cool is that? All right, so I don't know if we have any Lecrae fans on here, but I listen to Lecrae. I think he's pretty dope. He's pretty amazing. I actually enjoy um, him, and I just got around to listening to his album because I don't have time to just do everything I want to do all the time. Let me see. What music have I been listening to this week? I've been listening to Lecrae. Thanks for inviting your followers and his All Things Work Together album. And then I've been listening to Daniel Caesar's album too, which is called Freudian. Um, and I like some songs on there. Um, but I've really, really been listening to Lecrae today. So while I was coming home from work, like I was listening to, I honestly was just letting it play through. But I um, was listening to this song called, um, who, um, Lecrae or Daniel Caesar? Daniel Caesar is... Um, He's, he's secular. Lecrae is, I wouldn't even know how to describe him because he doesn't like to be typecasted as a Christian rapper, which I can understand because do Christian doctors, you know, say that they're Christian doctors or do Christian teachers say, hey, I'm a Christian teacher. Does that make us different? So no, he's just an artist. Let's just go with that uh, because I think all of that separation that we do is part of the problem um, with society now and why the church isn't in these um, places and realms of influence as they should be, like entertainment or like media. Grace and peace, Daisy. I'm not going to be on long at all. This is going to be very, very quick. So, um, yeah, this song is called Broke, and it's by Lecrae. And um, I was listening to a verse he said, and he was like, being broke made me rich, and being low made you quit, but being low made me high. Take time if you want this. So we could go so many places with that lyric, but let me just repeat it to you one more time. And then I'm going to give you like the immediate thought that the Lord gave me. So it says being broke made me rich and being low made you quit, but being low made me high. Take time if you want this. Okay. So you guys see the title of my scope It's two parts. If you quit, you don't deserve what you should be fighting for. If you're a quitter, you don't deserve the, the very thing that you want. Why do you deserve something that, that you quit? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you quit, you don't deserve it. 
So here's the thought that came to mind. I had to stop to like type it in. Grace and peace, Henson. Thanks for inviting your followers. If being low makes you quit, you just prove you don't deserve what you're going after. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you're going after, whatever you desire to accomplish, it's worth fighting for. So if you quit that thing, you don't even deserve it because you don't think it's worth fighting for because you quit. So if being low makes you quit, you're a quitter. You don't deserve what you're going after. And a scripture that came to mind is, is a couple of different ones. I could go to Hebrews, but um, Luke 9, when um, Jesus like, okay, well, we're going to talk about that because if you've quit, it's okay. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to give you a message on why you should hold on and not quit. Okay. There's some things that you want to quit in life, but I'm talking about like your, your life purpose your passion, something that you're really aiming for. You know, if you're quitting that, then you, you need to think about something before you quit it. If it's really something that you won't, you won't quit it, okay? You won't give up on it. So Luke 9, Jesus was just um, kind of giving references to how we have to really, really think about what we're committing to when we commit to following him and his lifestyle. You can apply this to many different areas of your life, including your dreams and your destiny and your purpose. He said in Luke 9 and 62 that um, no man having put his hand to the plow, excuse me, my computer is taking so long. Okay, let me see what version I want to read of this. First of all, I don't want that one at the top. Let me grab this one. Okay, so this is the New Living Translation. It says um, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. So that really is just for you. Hey, consider what you're doing count the cost really really think about it this is why it's good to lay out plans because when you have an idea in your head it's just an idea you know i saw a quote that said um goals are um <laughs> goals are excuse me um goals that aren't written down are just wishes you know what i'm saying they're just wishes like i wish i could do this who runs around in life talking about i wish i could do this no we set out to accomplish things so when you start thinking about a plan and you start writing out a vision like it really becomes real and you really begin to think, what do I need to do to accomplish this? You know, you really begin to get layer on layer on layer of your plan. That's why it's good to write out your plans and your ideas. Okay, so this is basically saying like you really, really, really need to think about what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So let's go back to this. Like if, if you quit, you don't deserve what you're going after. So let's just get into a place of, um, of quitting, of not quitting. Okay, so we're talking about something totally different. And I'm just reading someone's comments here for whoever listens on the podcast because I am on my Periscope account. So um, let me go to this prophetic word that the Lord actually gave me yesterday. So um, this is why you don't want to quit. You know what I'm saying? This is why you don't want to give up because the Father is ready to repay you for all that you've done and not just repay you for all that you've done. He's ready to just give you stuff because he's a good dad, right? So on Monday, October 23rd, while reading the book of Obadiah, who goes to the book of Obadiah? It's the smallest book in the Old Testament. I sensed the God of heaven had a message he wanted to share with all his children. God is a righteous judge and a lover of justice. Because of this, recompense is on the way. So what is recompense? And this is just a um, definition that comes straight from the internet being... I think I was on, even though I don't like that search engine, I was at work and uh, it, it's my default. But um, recompense means to make amends to someone for loss or harm suffered to compensate. 
um, compensation or reward given for loss or harm suffered or effort made. So the Lord is one that likes to repay us when we've lost things that we shouldn't have lost. So um, God is a lover of justice. The entire book of Obadiah talks about justice being served, but not just any sort of justice. Specifically, it unveils the justice of God on behalf of his children. Affliction had befallen Israel, which we know um, God called them his beloved, the apple of his eye, his chosen people, all of that. So uh, um, affliction had befallen them. They were in trouble due to their rebellion and close relative Edom, which is another nation, shamelessly gloated in their sufferings versus helping or at least mourning with them. So, you know, they're, they're relative because Edom, Jacob is an offspring of Esau, which was Jacob's brother and Jacob is the other name of Israel. Okay. So we caught up there. So, um, and instead of them, you know, being kind, you know, and at least mourning or doing things like that, they didn't, you know what I'm saying? They, they gloated in their sufferings. So as a result, the Lord spoke through prophet Obadiah announcing that he would repay Edom's cruelty towards Israel, his beloved, his beloved children. So the same way that the Lord spoke through Obadiah then, God is speaking to his offspring now. He's like, I, you know, as Israel is my offspring, so are you my offspring. You know, we've been engrafted into um, God's promises. We have become joint heirs in the blessing of Abraham, which is a three-part blessing. It's pretty dope. I'll, I'll get into that on another day. But you can read um, how we've been engrafted in between um, Romans chapter 9 verses, uh, excuse me, chapters 9 through chapter 11. But we've been engrafted in. God has allowed us to come in as a result of our um, belief and our faith in Christ. So he had access to all of Abraham's prop, um, promises. This includes... You know, when someone's doing us harm, when the enemy has tormented us, when the enemy has stolen from us, robbed us, you know, of our inheritance, God comes in and says, no, you're my child. You know what I'm saying? I'll come in and I'll give you what you deserve. And that's what God is saying now. Do you think the Lord will not trouble those who trouble you? Do you think the Lord will not put a halt to those who um, are attempting to halt you? God is lifting your head high. God is a lifter of our heads. How dope is that? So, you know, um, I don't have to be down and I don't have to be depressed. You know, I don't have to get caught up in the things that I see. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to get caught up in what's taking place in my natural life. It can be crazy as I don't know what. I can look up to him and call on um, Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace, and tell him to come and put his foot down and set everything in order. You know what I'm saying? He lifts up our heads. He lifts up my countenance. You know what I'm saying? My face glows when I look at him. My face, face glows when I'm in his presence. So no longer will you have to wonder where God is or have to remember the Lord for what he's done in days past because in a moment your hope will be fulfilled you know um a lot of times we do have to rely and remember god's promises right just the same way we can remind the lord of um his promises when we're beginning to pull on his bank and say okay i need you to release this stuff i, I remind him of his word i put him in remembrance of his word but you know there's sometimes we have to go through stuff like man i can't see anything so let me just remember the goodness of the lord in the land of the living let me remember and let me think upon these things let me think upon good noble things pure things let me think on those things but the lord is saying like you're not going to have to think on old stuff because i'm going to create some new memories for you how dope is that 
How dope is that, that the Lord says, I'm going to create some new memories for you. No longer will you have to remember, even though uh, another occasion you might have to remember something I've done in the past, but he's like, I'm going to create new memories for you in a moment. You know, you're going to live out this thing right now. So I was like, man, that's pretty dope. Pretty, 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 pretty dope. All right. So God, your father is exposing and stopping darkness on your behalf. And beyond that, he is making your enemy, Satan, repay, interest included. How dope is that? When God tells you the interest is coming back on whatever was taken from you, on whatever you miss, interest is coming on top of that. So um, Obadiah 1 verse 6 says, Every nook and cranny of Edom will be searched and looted. Every treasure will be found and taken. That's the new, new Living Translation, excuse me. Um, so, so when I thought about like interest, when, when the Lord gave me that, immediately a scripture came to mind. So this is from 2 Kings 8, 1 through 6. And this is about the Shunammite's land being restored. So uh, a Shunammite woman, her son had died in previous chapters. His kid had come back to life. So the woman was gone from the land. And the woman came back. You know, the, the city was now okay. And she came back to her land. Her land had, had been taken. But now the king who heard about her story, you know, this miraculous story about how God brought her son back to life, decided, hey, I'm going to give you back your land. So all of the stuff that, you're owed. I'm giving it back to you. But on top of that, what she would have earned off her land, she got it as well. So the Lord is like, I'm repaying you. <laughs> I'm giving your stuff back because I'm the God of justice. Again, the whole book of Obadiah is about the hand, um, the hand of God, the justice of God, about the gavel of God coming down upon those that are tormenting his children and laughing at his children. So he's like, I'm going to give you that. And then I'm going to give you some interest on top of it. Everything that you would have made. You know, I'm going to send it to you. How dope is that? All right. So God is increasing you. As the Shunammite woman received her land back with interest, the king of glory proclaims, give back everything that belonged to my children, including all the potential income, resources, and opportunities you may have been robbed of. How about that? Income, resources, and opportunities. You know, when we think about interest, we just think about, you know, money, you know, what I could have made. But the Lord is is the, the Lord is sending money down to us in the form of ideas, and we got to catch it. You know what I'm saying? Those ideas are your resources. That's what's going to cause you to create, you know, wealth and cause you to make some money. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, the Father says in, in Isaiah um, 48, 17, he says, I'm the Lord your God who teaches you how to prosper. Or in some version, it says to profit. You know, I teach you, I release wisdom and strategies to you to teach your hands how to do these things and to make some wealth. So catch hold of those ideas that the Lord is sending to you, their resources, catch hold of those opportunities that the Lord is giving you. I already told you that we're in a time where the father wants us to invest in ourselves because he's really investing in us. So catch hold of those things that he's giving you and don't automatically say, hey, this is probably for somebody else. No, recognize that, hey, the Lord is doing it for you. You know what I'm saying? All right, so let's keep moving. Um, so in the book of I, uh, Obadiah, not only did God avenge Israel, but in verse 20, it, it actually talks about he, how he enlarged her borders. It talks about different cities and different regions that Israel was able to reclaim or that they would reclaim. And part of that, it, it actually caused Israel to be enlarged. How dope is that? So the father is increasing you. The father is expanding you. The God of justice and the justice that he's releasing is actually expanding you. You will possess, you will take over 
and you will occupy every place, every plan and every position the Lord has committed unto you. When I was reading the scripture in the New Living, New Living Translation, it actually said, will possess, will take over. Man, it actually said those words, will occupy, because God was talking about, you know, not only am I going to do this to the people that have messed with my children, you know, not only am I going to do this to, to my enemy who's messed and tormented with my kids, who's taken stuff from them, who's robbed them of things, but I'm going to give them back and they are going to possess. They are going to take over. They are going to occupy, right? Sounds familiar. Sounds like Genesis 1, right? When he told us to take dominion over the earth. All right. So here's a seasonal warning. How about that? A warning, right? With all of this good stuff. So don't be arrogant. As the Lord openly, grace and peace, as the Lord openly rewards and restores you. Don't be as Edom by gloating in the suffering of others. Obadiah um, 1 verses 12 through 14. And responding this way, you essentially establish your fate with them. So when you respond in a negative manner, you are setting yourself up to receive just what you put out there. Like you reap what you sow. It's going to come back on you. So if you have people that have treated you, you poorly and you respond to them in that way, like what do you think is going to happen? You don't do that. And then another thing too, and I'm not going to put this in the post when I put it on the smokingprofit.com. I'm just going to release this here. But like, you know, we get so caught up in that, that word that I just think is, is atrocious because I really think it's outdated. The word haters, I really think that's so outdated. But we get so caught up in um, out um, haters and enemies and all that stuff. You have but one enemy. Did you know that? You know, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You know what I'm saying? The thief, Satan, is the accuser of the brethren. He is your enemy. It's not people. Paul said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? You know, 2 Corinthians 10 and 3, our, our weapon, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. They're not carnal, you know, carnal is fleshly, meaning that when I look at you in your flesh, you're not my enemy, okay? So if there's a problem, if there's some contention, if there's a riffraff, you know, if there's um, so, uh, disunity, if, if there's no harmony in the spirit, then it means that I need to go after the enemy and not after people. Okay, so just a little quick sidebar there. You got one enemy, okay? One enemy. His name is Satan. That's the one behind everything. All right, so um, you don't want to respond in that way. Several weeks ago, a former co-worker returned to my job, and she has a super good job now. Like, she works for another financial institution. She's like an exec. Grace and peace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, shout out to the father. But like she has a, she has a great job. Like she's moved to another city. Like because of this job. So amazing. Which is why we can't be afraid to do new things. Because you never know what's going to happen. Trailblazer for life. Thanks for always coming on. And faithfully inviting your followers. I really really appreciate you. So um, while visiting. She was encouraged by another co-worker. To um, drop her business card on one of our leaders' desks. <laughs> Not as a means to network, like, hey, let's stay connected, but as a means to brag. And she quickly spouted off, uh-uh, that's how you get the blessings taken away. The principle behind her response is key. You know what I'm saying? The principle behind why she said what she said is very valid and very true. You don't want to be prideful. You don't want to be boastful. 
That's what Edom was. And as a result, the justice of God, the gavel of God came down on them. But arrogance establishes a wedge between you and God. And we see that in James 4 and 6 and 1 Peter 5 and 5, which says that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So all that means is that arrogance, pride, all that stuff is putting a wedge, is putting space, is separating you and the Father. And that includes his blessings too. That includes his justice too. That includes the recompense of God. Okay? All right. So here's just a quick prayer because as I was reading, you know, this short chapter, um, Obadiah is, again, the shortest book in the Old Testament. Um, I felt like the Lord was raising up fiery believers. So, Father, let every fiery believer arise to reclaim their inheritance. For the Lord our God has risen to fight for us this day. So, just a quick recap. If you quit whatever you're going after, if you quit your life purpose, if you quit on your vision, if you quit on your dream, um, you are not ready for the very thing that you desire. If you quit, you don't deserve it, okay? You don't deserve what you're going after if you're going to decide, this is too much, this is too hard. You know, you're not fit to, um, to do the work if you quit. And don't quit because the justice of God is coming for you. He's coming to repay you. This is going to be on the smokingprofit.com maybe tonight. I'm going to try to put it out. <laughs> God always has a plan. Someone just commented because this is going to be on my podcast. Um, God has a plan. He absolutely always has a plan, especially when we don't. Um, so that's why we can we can depend on him. You know what I'm saying? And we get caught up and we don't believe when we get caught up in our own thoughts. But the scripture teaches me that the thoughts that God has are loftier they're higher than my thoughts you know they're beyond my thoughts so I can't even begin to you know have the level of insight that the father does but what I can do is trust in him and in times where you know I, I can't see a way out then I got to look at his promises but in this word that he gave he said you know you're not going to have to remember what I did before because I'm going to create some new memories for you let me just read the scripture. I talked about it the other night, but I think I quoted. Well, I didn't. I don't think I did quote it wrong. This is out of First Corinthians two, and it's pretty, pretty amazing, because um, I guess I'll pray again. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm listening to different things that are coming in my head, and I'm navigating what I'm about to do. So I apologize if you see me laughing up because I'm listening to the Father. But um, First Corinthians two says that no one has ever seen, and this is the easy to read version, no one has ever seen, no one has ever heard, no one has ever imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. You know, you haven't seen it, you haven't heard it, you couldn't imagine everything that God has in store for you. But it says in verse 10, but God has shown us these things through the Spirit. And the Spirit is referring to is Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit, however you want to say it. The Spirit knows all things. The Spirit even knows the deep secrets of God. And then Paul breaks it down in verse 11, like this is how this is possible. It is like this. No one knows the thoughts that another person has. Only the person's spirit that lives inside knows those thoughts. 
So nobody knows my thoughts, but my spirit, the spirit that lives in me. And of course, God knows those because his spirit is everywhere and he's omnipotent. He's all knowing all of these things. But no, not talking about that. Just talking about me here. Nobody knows my thoughts, but my spirit. My spirit is the only thing that knows my thoughts. The only thing that knows the thoughts of God completely is the Holy Spirit. And something that the Holy Spirit is referred to in the book of John is the spirit of truth. You know, he leads and he guides us into all truth. So because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of God, he knows the mind and the thoughts of God. And as someone said earlier, you know, God has a plan for you. He knows the plans of God. And Paul is writing here that it's possible for you to have insight on those things that God has planned for you through the Holy Spirit. So God, I just thank you for just, um, I just thank you for being a just father. I thank you for being a good father. I thank you for being a God of justice. I thank you for being our righteous judge, Father. I thank you that when you have to do things, when you have to act, Father, that you respond righteously, God. I thank you for coming to see about your children, Father. Anyone that's been um, hopelessly down, Father, who feels like um, they, they don't have anywhere to turn, Father, and even feel like they almost want to quit or turn back, Father. I just pray that you would just restore their hope on tonight, Father. Hope deferred makes our heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is like a tree of life, Father. And the message version of that scripture says that a sudden good break can come in and change everything, Father. So I just thank you for your sudden good break, God, as you come in, as you crack down on the head and the hands of the enemy, Father. I just thank you for stopping the plans of Satan, Father. And I just thank you for releasing your plans, Father. I just thank you for restoring everything that you have um, in place for us in this season and in the one to come, God. I thank you for preparing us for the next season that's coming, God. I just thank you for the restoration that's coming over our lives, Father. And it just won't be in the next couple of months, God, that restoration is going to extend, Father. Now, I thank you for washing our minds, God. I thank you for renewing our minds, God. I thank you for being the lifter of our heads, Father. I thank you for breaking depression, off of your people, Father. I thank you for breaking every oppression off of your people, Father. I thank you for breaking the spirit of Python, for uncoiling his very grip off your people, the sucking the life and suffocating your very spirit which is inside him. God, I thank you for breaking it off, Father. I thank you that your word says that greater is he who is in us than he that's in the world. Father, I thank you for your word that says that the Son of Man was made manifest to destroy the works of the enemy, God. I thank you that every work of Satan is being destroyed now. In Jesus' name, I thank you for the shed blood of Christ, God. I thank you for the price that you bought us with, Father. You bought us with his precious blood, which was with the high price, God. I thank you for caring about us that much, God. We will remember that, Father, and we will look to you, God, and we thank you for what you have coming towards us, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, guys, I'm getting off of here. I love you guys. I'm off. If you guys don't know, you can actually catch my podcast now on iTunes. You can catch it on TuneIn. And you can catch it on SoundCloud. So if you're not able to go and read on the smokingprofit.com, Daisy, I appreciate you giving me all them hearts. You know I don't care about that stuff, but I really, really appreciate you because I know little fingers be getting tired, right? So <laughs> thank you. But you can actually go and um, 
listen to the blog if you don't have time to to read it and i love you all many blessings to you thank you so much forever in his hands god bless you thank you for coming on please go and subscribe to the blog thesmokingprofit.com oh if you guys haven't done this go to the website and search scroll all the way down to the bottom in the search area type in self-care pull up that article go check that article out and go ahead and um in that article it's going to have an option for you to get it's how i say amen i appreciate it daisy um it's going to have an option for you to get a free self-care wellness um, assessment which you're really really going to need um, god led me to identify seven areas that he likes to focus on the whole man just seven areas and like it's just going to ask you a few questions and you can look at it and see where you are so that you can really really begin to invest in yourself you know first um, thessalonians 5 and 23 talks about us being sanctified holy body soul and spirit god wants us to take care of the whole man he wants us to take care of the body, the mind, the spirit. He wants to take care of our financial health, you know, our relational health, how we interact with others socially. I was actually listening to something today, um, this this book that I'm reading is pretty dope. I'm going to come on and talk about it. But it was talking about how social isolation can actually lead to depression. Okay, we knew that. But beyond depression, violent outbursts, um, psychosis, you know, where you actually like lose it. So um, there's so many parts of us that we need to take care of. And the Lord really wants to make sure we're focusing on that. Because again, he's ready to invest in us. All right. Love you guys. I'm out of here. Bye.